there are lots of reasons why the history we tell and the facts don't always align. Sometimes the truth contains thorns, and most humans shy away from pain. Cattle Kate was not her name, not through her life, and not when she was murdered. Her killers made it up, but it stuck, along with the reputation they gave her, and it helped them to get away with murder. I'm Tracy S. Morris, and I am not making this up. Ellen Liddy Watson was born to Scottish homesteaders. As the eldest of 10 kids, she probably had a lot of responsibility heaped on her at an early age. She married, but her husband was abusive. And when she ran back to her parents, he came after her. Her father chased him off, but the experience had an effect on Ellen. She became, in the words of the meme, a strong, independent woman. We have this idea that the Wild West was somehow more fair to women than the genteel Victorian society back East. You see Westerns like Gunsmoke with Miss Kitty, and you hear that territories like Montana were the first to give women the right to vote. You tend to think that's how it was, but it, it wasn't, not really. Ellen moved to Colorado to be near her brother. Her parents didn't want her to. They wanted her to stay close to them probably so they could help her out if she needed it. That's just how good parents are. Then Ellen did something that was shocking for the time. She moved alone to Wyoming. There she met James Jim Avril. Historians think the two were secretly married. They applied for a marriage license, but Ellen didn't take Jim's name and she applied for land under the Homestead Act as a single woman. The two of them had side-by-side claims with access to water for their cattle. Sounds very sweet and domestic. Then they ran afoul of a big cattle outfit. You've probably seen the archetype in Westerns. The guys with the black hats who do bad things and claim that they can get away with it because they own this town. The archetype is based on these exact guys. Not guys like them, these exact guys. The big cattle ranchers all got together and formed an organization to look out for their interests. It's still around, it's called the Wyoming Stock Growers Association. In the early days of Wyoming territory, this group was practically the government for the territory. They had a lot of influence, they owned politicians, and they owned a lot of newspapers. Put a pin in that, it'll be important later. So these big cattle outfits took advantage of the Homestead Act. They'd find small homesteaders like Ellen and Jim who had a nice setup with water rights and lots of range, and then they would pressure them to sell their land. Or they would file a claim using a portable cabin to get around the rules that you had to improve the land by building a home on it. Then they would move the cabin to the next plot they wanted to claim, and the next plot, and their ranches would just keep growing like the blob. But Ellen and Jim wouldn't sell. And in the cattlemen's minds, even worse than that, Jim became the local justice of the peace. He began writing letters to local newspapers that they didn't control, calling out the big cattlemen for their shady practices. Ellen and her nearest neighbor, a man named Albert John Bothwell of the big cattlemen, got into what was probably the opening salvos of what became known as the Johnson County War, which was a conflict between large cattle companies and their smaller neighbors over range, cattle, and water use. You might have heard of the Johnson County War. They've made movies about it, including Heaven's Gate, which was one of the biggest cinematic flops in history. 
Ellen threatened to cut off Bothwell's water. Bothwell made it hard for Ellen to register a cattle brand. Ellen finally got a brand, and then she branded and registered some of Bothwell's runaway calves that may have wandered onto her property. Then Bothwell fenced part of her property, so she cut the fences. You get the idea. It was just an escalating war. And there wasn't a white hat sheriff played by John Wayne to save the day. Instead, henchmen from the Big Cattlemen's organization lynched Ella and Jim. And Ellen and Jim wouldn't be the last. One of the practices that kicked off the war between the big and little cattle interests in the Johnson County War was that ranch hands for the big cattlemen would accuse the small-time ranchers of cattle wrestling and hang them. Six men were arrested for lynching Ellen and Jim, but then witnesses were threatened, or they just vanished. The boy who witnessed Jim and Ellen's lynching disappeared. He was never seen again. Jim's own nephew was poisoned on the day of the trial. And of course, the six men were released from jail. Now, back to the fact that the WSGA owned newspapers. I told you to remember that. To borrow modern phrasing, the cattlemen got in front of the story and controlled the narrative. Cattlemen newspapers published accounts of how prostitute and cattle wrestler Cattle Kate and her partner in crime Jim Avril were given Old West justice at the end of the rope by landowners protecting their property. And they said, if anybody else dares to rustle cattle, they'll be given the same treatment. That's not threatening at all. The articles described how Kate sang a bridal march in contempt of her captors on the way to the hanging, while Jim cried for his life in the most unmanly fashion. What does it say of the cattlemen that they justified their murders with, besides which, she didn't know her place and he was a coward. But the narrative stuck. The idea of a woman living outside the bounds of society, showing contempt for her executioners in the most Calamity Jane kind of way, caught the public imagination. Cattle Kate, if not Ellen herself, became an infamous outlaw lauded in stories and movies. Heaven's Gate, the character based on her is a prostitute and a cattle thief. The Cattlemen's Association, the WSGA, is still an active organization. According to their website, these days they're primarily concerned with advocating the cattle industry and the production of high-quality nutritious beef. The narrative of Cattle Kate stuck around until the 20th century. Gradually, Ellen's families managed to get the true story out. To this day, she remains the only woman who was ever hanged in Wyoming. Thank you for listening to I Am Not Making This Up. You can find this podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. So subscribe. If you like what you hear, leave a review with your preferred podcast service. That's how other listeners find us. For more bizarre stories I didn't make up and some that I did, go to my website, tracysmorris.com. I post a new history story every Monday. You can also subscribe to my newsletter. I send out an original speculative fiction story once a month. Or you can check out my short stories and novels on the website. If you want a good laugh, why not purchase one of my many fine books, like Bride of Tranquility, a murder mystery set in a haunted hotel during a Renaissance wedding. It's available on Amazon, through Yard Dog Press, or Bain Books. And if you have an improbable history topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me an email at author at tracysmorris.com.